0: We're a little waterlogged, but you guys want to hear about what's going down in Mobile, Alabama. So we are going to go over offensive-defensive line, a couple of takeaways with a special guest, as well as some quarterback takes in the muck and the rain. And I'm going to try to dry out while we figure out and mention some of our other favorites from today. This is us. This is Rob Rang, Eric Crocker. I'm Ryan Tracy. Welcome to Lockdown NFL Draft.
1: (laughs) Our Locked On NFL Draft, your daily
2: podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back Eric Crocker, and of course, as always, I'm joined by my guy Ryan Tracy and. We have Rob Rang today, and we're going to be touching on all things Senior Bowl. We we'll also have another special guest, one of my buddies, one of my former teammates, who runs a training program, Line of Scrimmage. We are definitely going to get into some of the defensive linemen, so uh, definitely want to introduce my guy I.O. I, I, I don't know how to say I.O.'s last name. Adoule. How we do? Yeah, how we do. All right, so <laughs> I.O. He's, he's out here, and we are visiting one of the guys that you work with. He's here. At the Senior Bowl defensive end, do you want to talk, tell us a little bit about him?
3: Yeah, Boye Mapa. So, Boye Mapa is a senior on of the University of Minnesota. He's kind of a, a, a hybrid rusher, linebacker, whatever you call him. Uh, stood up a lot this year, but they had him in a four-point stance a lot. 255, 6 for 4. So, he can really be anywhere on the field. I think the point of this weekend was seeing where they was going to put him.
1: So, you know, just kind of being out there and being able to see a guy that you've worked with. And you've seen him grow. You talked about him. Being, you know, a freshman at Minnesota and how wiry we ri, wiry he was, how just raw he was, and then I just, you know, as he was winning reps, he kept saying like, "Man, I'm, I'm I'm proud of him." So what what about what you saw made made you so proud today? Yeah, man, it's one of those
3: things where it's just like you you see people that are fast, strong, and long, and uh, are just able to do things that you know the regular person isn't able to, but just can't quite get it together, right? Think about that baseball player with a hard swing, but his batting average is 100. You know what I mean? And that was one of the things Boy was in high school and, and you know, coming into college. He was this long guy that Fleck was really excited about, but he just couldn't quite put it together, which, you know, it didn't help that Carter Coughlin, who also won in the third round to the New York Giants, was starting ahead of him for about three, four years. But um, we really just worked on the fundamentals. We had to start from scratch because when you get an athlete like, all right, he's tall, he's fast. Let's put him at DN, Right. Kind of like we did with uh, my boy Bruce Irvin. Nobody knew where to put him. So they put him at the and that's kind of what I think of a boy. but we, um, we just started working on, you know, basics with the run game, right? Teach him how to use his hands, teach him how to stay low, use his feet, really punch, reading offensive, recognize the scheme. But then being not only just an athletic pass rusher, but like an efficient pass rusher that can do whatever he wants in any situation. Quarterback's going three-step. All right, cool. We have a nice little power game. Um, quarterback is going to be in some play action. We, I call it phone booth rushes, right? Basically where you got a tight space and you can't really use your athleticism. You got to use leverage of hands. And then obviously third and long, you know what I'm saying, third and 12, third, third and nine, third and 12, that's just, you know, getting off that pill and, and coming around the edge hard. And that's, you know, he's one of the few rushers I feel like in this, not in this class, but at the senior bro that can do it all.
1: Now, uh, real quick, and I'll let you guys get questions in as well. You know, earlier we were, you talked about him being a long kind of wiry type guy, but is able to play with some strength. And you talked about him also being more of a hybrid type guy on the outside, uh, rushes from a two-point stance a lot. You also mentioned while we were watching one-on-ones and we watched them defeat guys, he didn't lose one rep today, which was amazing. He had four uh, reps in one-on-ones. He won all of them, but two of them he won from the interior. Lining up, is that more of a three-tech? Right three-tech, yeah, he was yeah. In a three-tech. But, but you told me that and, and you told me that he's going to beat this guy every time. Why were you so confident with that? Yeah, so he's, he's a really
3: athletic speed rusher. If you saw today when they were doing the get-off drill, which every football coach in America from middle school does the get-off drill to so see who gets off the ball passes, he won all of those. So, you know, you're coming off the edge against a tackle who's more of an athlete, probably played basketball in high school and maybe even college. They're They're, they're built to stop guys like him. Those plotty guards that, you know, that got a two-way go, those guys really don't know what to do when they get a guy like Boye that not only gets off the ball fast, but he's got some wiggle. He can hit you in the A-gap or B-gap. I think is once Boye gets you in that B-gap, you know he's coming for that A, but there's nothing you can do because they're taught to protect inside out first. The minute he fakes you, he's gone. And he hit two in a row on those, which I think that's really where he's going to Depending on what team he's on in the league, obviously if he plays for the Rams, Aaron Donald got three So Ain't nobody gonna be there. But they did a lot of good things with him while he was a second string guy at the U of M that taught him how to rush interior because the interior rush is less about the get off and more about the leverage game versus the exterior. Some guys can not have any hands at all and just completely show off the ball and stay in their five technique.
1: Awesome. Now, now I know we've been having our guys sitting here, but we're going to get into Jermaine Johnson. Now I know you guys probably have a lot of impact input on Jermaine Johnson, but you know while we have you here. Uh, I O we we want to ask you a little bit about what you saw from him because when he came out there first you were impressed with just how he looked yeah. and then you started talking about his bend his athleticism and then you were just extremely impressed by a lot of the reps that you saw from Jermaine Johnson and it's not just you I when I once I got on social media after the practice a lot of people were raving about him so what what exactly are you seeing from him that is so impressive
3: yeah so uh, quick story about Jermaine
1: Johnson him and
3: Coin Dang were two of Two guys that I've known for a while, both from Minnesota, both went to Independence last chance. school. One went to Cal, one went to uh, Georgia, which was Jermaine. And he worked out with us one time. And uh, in that time, and being a Minnesota guy, I was able to, to see him physically be a specimen since day one. We knew he was going to be the guy I went JUCO because of grades and not because of ability. And, you know, his first year at Georgia didn't really stand out. And he transferred to Florida State. Um, when you watch that and see he really didn't do much there. Somehow something happened in this past off season where he went to Florida State and he had a ridiculous amount of production, damn near player of the year, um, in the AC or was he defensive player of the year? I believe was he was the defensive player of the year or runner up. He was definitely defensive lineman of the year the ACC, and it just testament to his polishness. When I talk about him, like yeah, he's gonna be a freak. He's gonna test off the charts. He's six foot five, six foot four, whatever, whatever he was at. He's long. Those are all the things that are naturally gonna get you a third round pick. But I think what makes him, quite frankly, maybe even a first round pick, is the polishness. We were talking today about um, the Bosa brothers, right, and how these guys from Ohio State, regardless of how athletic or how unathletic they might be, they're just already NFL six, seven year vet ready versus some of these athletes don't really have it put together. When you see Jermaine Johnson with the rest of the American team hitting the bags for example, he wasn't taking a choppy step in the bag. And one thing with bad coaching you'll see is guys will take choppy steps on a bag, and the bag isn't moving, so why would you have a choppy step? You know where it is, right? He was in full stride, full speed, able to drop his hips and really use the club. And when he was using his club move, he was using it from his hips and not the shoulder. That's really some vet move type stuff you'll see from him. And then on top of that, we just saw him getting off the ball, beating everybody off the ball, but his one-on-ones, I mean, it was one of those things where you think of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? He's going to hit you with a skyhook 10 times in a row. You can't stop it. But then you get a guy like David Robinson or Patrick Ewing. They'll hit you with a sky hook. They'll hit you with a few pump fakes. They might dunk on you. They might do it five, six different ways. And that's what I saw from Jermaine today. I saw the bull rushes. I saw the phone booth rushes. I saw a spin move. I saw a bull and pull. I saw a speed rush. I saw a stab. And it's like he showed no weakness today against the O-line. Now, to be fair, the American O-line today I felt was a little bit inferior, at least on the edge, compared to the national O-line. But – From the competition he was put against, he looked like the best player on the field, O-line or D-line, by far. All
1: right, so I don't know if you guys have anything to follow up with. Maybe some of the things that you saw from not just Jermaine Johnson, but any other uh, defensive linemen in uh, today's practice.
2: Well, I'll jump right in there. I think that Io is a superstar. I mean, I think that everything that he is just describing right now is absolutely on point. Everything that I saw as well, Jermaine Johnson was the best player on the field. Uh, For the last couple of days, in in my opinion, I I thought that he was absolutely spectacular with with what we saw. Um, Just, uh, you know, as he just described, when you you went through some of the different drills, just the pop that he provided, um, you know, just kind of going through the bag drills and things like that. it, It was a different level than some of the other athletes on there. And there were a lot of really good athletes. Uh, On the defensive line, I thought in drills, but it was a different level with Jermaine Johnson. And so that was exciting. And then going back to uh, Boyamapo, I mean, again, another twitched up athlete. So, again, I think that that is one of the real strengths of this senior bowl class, guys, is that we have some really fantastic edge rushers we've been talking about for a long time now. Everybody wants to focus on the quarterbacks. I get that. Some of us want to focus on a few defensive backs. Maybe Eric Crocker might be one of them. But if you want to talk about one of the real strengths of this draft class, you know, I really think that it is among the edge rushers in for and Mawful from Minnesota. There's a reason why PJ Fleck was there in person, and then Jermaine Johnson as well from Florida State, and just the just just the the all around polished game that he provides to me. That is one of the kind of unsung stories of this, and and that's why I was to kind of you know. Hand off over here to to Ryan Tracy because that was one of the things we talked about. that This is not necessarily a a great quarterback class. This is a class that has a lot of talent and and other positions
3: as well.
0: The thing that stood out to me, too, about Johnson today is it was in the details as well because – Everything that we saw was explosive, and he was getting there, but he was also making sure they played with good leverage. I thought that when he struck with both hands, he he made sure to sink his center of gravity. I didn't see him hit the ground, where I can't say that about my J. Sanders or a number of other defenders. His backside pursuit was good in team. I felt like he put an all-around effort in there, and he wasn't just there to flash as a pass rusher. So I think he's doing a good job of becoming the alpha of this defensive end group.
1: Awesome. Well, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about – you know, some of the other guys from day 2 of the senior bowl but you know th- thank you man I want to appreciate my yeah, guy appreciate IO you, man. man this is my buddy right here thank you for coming on Yeah nice to meet you guys man
3: <laughs> like I said hey go ahead follow me on Instagram scrimmage uh LOscrimmage.MN that's line of scrimmage coach consultant work with a lot of D line linebackers your favorite offensive lineman too so check us out guys
1: Awesome one of those was it Trey Turner the guy for Green Bay Packers doesn't he work with Oh, Billy, Turner. Billy, yeah, Turner. Billy okay, Turner, Billy
3: Turner, yeah, we got Billy Turner, Devondre Campbell, all pro too, and then um, Darius Hamilton, all Green Bay Packers guys that work out with us. So
1: awesome! All right, man, thanks for coming on.
3: Good to see you, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all, right. all right, here we go. But uh, before we get into some of the other prospects that we'll be talking about, we want to tell you guys a little bit about Get Upside, all right, and you guys have heard about it a little bit now. It's an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside, our listeners, they're earning up, you know, cash back for every gallon of gas every time that they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside uh, app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now and use the promo code Touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more back on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't wait and pay full price at a pump ever again. Go get Get Upside right now. And crazy thing about Get Upside. You know, you can cash out at any time, and there's no catch. You can use your bank account, your PayPal, your e-gift card, your Amazon, or any other brand that you use. So right now, what I'm going to need you guys to do is go to GetUpside.com right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, welcome back from the break. Now, we're going to give Rob Rain the floor and talk a little bit about what he's seen from the quarterbacks through two days of practice so far.
2: Yeah, and that, that to me is what everybody's talking about. I mean, with, with all due respect, I owe in the, in the first quarter there. I mean, you know, good times. And and this defensive line class is fantastic. That, to me, it's one of the most exciting things about this class here, especially at the Senior Bowl, but just in general, the 2022 draft class. And I say that out of due respect to the edge rushers and, and some of the interior defensive linemen as well but also because I think of this quarterback class is lacking as we've talked about so many times, gentlemen, on, on our podcast here, you know, it, it's been interesting. I think that if you were just to say, okay, who was the best quarterback on the field over the first two days, I don't know that any of us, and, and I, I'm fascinated to hear your conversation, your, your thoughts on this, but I, I think that we might have different names that we might throw out there. And if that's the case, I think that that just kind of proves what we've been talking about before is that this is not a quarterback class. It does have a definitive number one overall kind of a guy. I mean, I, I entered this week thinking that Kenny Pickett was a top senior quarterback. I think he's been solid. I think that anybody who wants to have the conversation about does he have the, the hand size to be able to throw the ball and whether well, we certainly had an opportunity to evaluate that today, you know, but And I would argue that Sam Howell from North Carolina might just be the most, you know, kind of consistent of the bunch, good or bad. He is what he is, but he, you know, he did compete. Uh, Carson Strong loves the strong arm ball, loves to throw the ball over the top. I didn't see a lot of anything else. I actually thought that Desmond Ritter might have been the most uh, consistent of the bunch, and I certainly didn't think that that would be the case, but I just love the intangibles. He looked like a guy who just didn't care that the weather was a factor You know, because he was willing to kind of throw the pepper the ball all over the field. Um, I I know that uh, that that Ryan is a a Bailey Zappy guy, and I want to have that conversation as well. Because I thought that he actually performed reasonably well in these type of conditions. Not again, not a superstar, not a guy you think he is going to have that that first or second round kind of conversation, but still performed reasonably well here. So to me, that was the conversation: is the fact that none of these quarterbacks, at least in my opinion really put that step forward is like okay okay this is the guy um you know and then if we were gonna have that conversation about who is the guy if you want to just have, make like a highlight reel and just say that okay who who made the best throws my goodness Malik willis has an absolute rifle I just don't know where the shots go in half the time and that that's what concerns me the most and so that that to me is the conversation here is that this is a quarterback class that a lot of people are going to talk about but last year, of course, we saw five quarterbacks go within the top 15 picks. That's never happened in NFL history. And so are, is there a quarterback here in Mobile who is going to be able to kind of live up to that hype? I don't know that there is. To me, that is one of the biggest stories of this year's Senior Bowl and certainly of this year's NFL draft in general.
0: You know, for the quarterbacks, we've seen a day of wind. We've seen a day of rain. I think that tested them all. I agree with with a lot of what you said, but I think probably the big winner from these first two days is Matt Corral, of all people, because everybody looks nearly the same. Uh, You're right. I I am pulling for Zappi because I do feel he has upside. He didn't have a chance to to show it, really, because of the weather, and I think he is a little bit more dependent. I saw frustration balls from Carson Strong. I saw Ritter put a couple in the dirt again. Uh, Pickett had a couple of bad snaps back-to-back and seemed a little flustered. There are times, and this is a challenging environment, so – if everybody's on an even keel and no one's rising above, you're not getting what you came here to get from it. And so there should be another practice for each, gonna be indoors as we understand it. And hopefully that will let somebody take the lead. Because otherwise, it's gonna be about the private, it's gonna be about what we see from Corral and when.
1: Yeah, you know, when I was watching the, the quarterbacks, and you know, I, I'm glad Rob brought up just the weather conditions because that's the main thing I was looking forward to seeing. You know, you talk about you know, how the weather could affect. I mean, it was raining out there. For those of you who aren't in Mobile, Alabama right now, a lot of us were, you know, covered up. Guys had their umbrellas out, uh, soaked. I'm still soaked right now. This weather is damp right now from that weather. And, I mean, it was really damp on the field. The receivers were having a really tough time catching the ball, and not just the receivers, receivers, running backs. I saw some passes go straight through defenders' hands as well. A lot of people were having a tough time. But the one thing that was very interesting to me to see or at least encouraging from the quarterbacks where I didn't see them have a huge issue throwing the ball. Now, if there was one, it was probably Carson Strong. A few times I saw him try to make some drive throws and the ball just really just sail on him as you kind of would expect in these conditions, but you want him to be able to take control over that just a little bit more. I thought some of the other guys did a better job throwing in these conditions. Rob mentioned Desmond Ritter. I thought he did a really good job driving some passes over the middle you know, being accurate. There were some passes that got through some of the guys' hands, but I didn't think it was because of inaccuracy issues with from the quarterbacks. Same with uh, Malik Willis. There were a few throws where I was like, hey, that's really nice. I saw one later in team where he rolled out to the left and flipped the ball across his body on the money with touch to a cr- uh, tight end running a crossing route. There were some good things, but I do agree that I'm not so sure that that one guy has taken control of this. And one other thing I want to note, I've been watching Kenny Pickett, especially since they talked about the whole hand size thing. And clearly it could be a little bit overblown. But I did notice during during the year, he wears football gloves. And I didn't know if that was to help him, uh, you know, grip the ball better, grip it and rip it or whatever. Wasn't sure about that. But I was curious to see, hey, what does he do today in practice? Does he wear the gloves? Does he not? Well, he had one glove on and – did not have a glove on the other hand. The interesting thing was he had a glove on his throwing hand and no glove on his non-throwing hand. And it was very very clear to me early on, just watching him warm up, he was struggling a little bit to really grip the ball in those conditions. The ball was kind of coming out pretty wobbly almost every time I watched him throw the ball. And most guys, quarterback guys would tell you that might be due to his smaller hands.
2: Exactly. And I thought the very first uh, snap from scrimmage that that Kenny Pickett had to kind of get up under center and it was a fumbled snap. Um, now, maybe you can blame that on the center. Um, certainly can blame it on the conditions. You can blame it on Kenny Pickett's relatively small hands. I think that you can you can always kind of mention small hands too much because if he plays inside of a dome, this is not a situation until you want to play a meaningful game on the road in, in say January. And, and so to me, it is a factor, just like anything else. And so that is kind of like what we've been talking about here, guys, is that these are some intriguing quarterbacks. If, if I want to take a quarterback in a second round, I feel like there's five or six really good options out there. I just don't know if there's anybody out there who I am willing to put a top 32 pick on their head because I just think that this is a class that is really good at edge rushers, really good at quarterbacks, really good at offensive tackles, at wide receivers, everything other than quarterbacks essentially. And so, therefore, I think the savvy teams are going to wind up taking one of those players at these other positions, and then let some one of the the bottom feeder, so to speak, of, of the NFL. It the seems they're just so desperate to get themselves a new young quarterback, and maybe one of these guys pans out. Historically, that's what happened, is that somebody does pan out year in, year out. There's going to be somebody who does pan out and winds up becoming an NFL you know, solid, quality starting quarterback, but it is a roll of the dice trying to predict who that quarterback is going to be at this point. And, and so to me, that is really one of the big conversations here. Is Who is it going to be? We have yet to see anybody stand out through the first two days at a senior bowl practices, and that in itself is fairly historic. Gentlemen, I've been going to this game now for 21 different times and did not see a quarterback really kind of just plant his flag and say, I'm the guy after two days of practice. That doesn't happen very often. To me, that just kind of is an indication of what we already talked about before if this is a quarterback class that is solid, but it's far from spectacular. And if you're not spectacular, then why am I considering investing in first-round draft pick in you?
1: Well, yeah, no, that's definitely good. And I will say this. A lot of people were trying to find out, hey, which one of these quarterbacks is going to help their stock here at the senior bowl? I think the guy that may have helped his stock the most is the guy that's not here, Matt Corral, because guys just don't know what they don't know. And I'd be curious to see how he would perform in these Conditions in this type of environment, but we'll never know. He might have just helped his stock by not being here. Also, want to talk to you guys a little about something where we're not betting on players' stock upside. We're betting on games. And that is Bet Online. Bet Online has recovered for this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the NFL playoffs onto the Super Bowl, right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net. Remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football, guys. because football is coming to an end, but the betting doesn't stop there. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro basketball, uh, college basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of the new amazing offer that's available all through 2022 seasons. BetOnline. The games start, and also want to talk to you guys a little bit about Rock Auto. All right, and with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible, you know, for your local chain auto parts store to have in stock everything that you need. And why endure just pointless, seamless, intimidating questioning, you know, about your vehicle and have to wait for someone that's behind the countertop who all he's going to do is going to type in what you have, look on his computer and pull up whatever part that they have in their warehouse. Maybe they only they don't have much in their warehouse. So what are you going to do? You're going to go on your computer or on your phone and go to rockauto.com. All right? Save time and money by using Rock Auto. You know, why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? All right, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 Years, they are not new to this game. All right, Rock Auto prices are very reliably low for every single customer, no matter what vehicle you have. And you know they have everything that you need: brake brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, everything. This is the place for you to go. It's RockAuto.com. All right, and right now RockAuto.com. You know they have all the parts for your truck, your car, whatever it is. And when you go there. you need to let them know that you found this through the Locked On. That's how you found their website. All right. They are amazing, uh, amazing selection, reliable prices, all of the parts, your car, wherever need, rockauto.com. Okay, guys, I want to ask y'all a little bit about, you know, some of the guys that maybe have stood out to you or maybe they, they stood out yesterday, didn't stand out as much today. I know I was looking to see – Christian Watson, okay? He he has been really good, uh, or as advertised, with what, what we, we wanted to see. But there was one thing that I wanted to see today that I was not able to see yesterday. And it was, can he beat guys vertically? We hear about this speed. This is a 6'4", 211-pound receiver. He ran extremely fast at North Dakota State University. Uh, being able to beat guys vertically, split double teams, do all those things. And I was waiting to see it in practice and see how it would show up against maybe more FBS-type talent. Wasn't able to see it in day one. He ran more intermediate routes and did a good job of separating over the middle, slants. He was tough on comebacks, making strong catches, uh, back shoulder catches, all those good things. But can he beat guys vertically. And I would say today, they made it a point to throw the ball to him down the field. Several of the passes were underthrown due to some of the weather conditions. But he was definitely, with ease, getting behind secondary members of the senior bowl. And that was probably one of the more encouraging things that I've seen in the sense of maybe a guy starting to kind of separate himself a little bit from the bunch, a guy that played at the FCS level at North Dakota state. It was really encouraging to see him.
0: I'll tell you what too. He made a really nice stop and go route that, The quarterback put unfortunately a little bit too far but also into double coverage and he still made an excellent play on the ball so he's got the effort level he's looking for work in the run game I I had a couple of nice reps from him that he got a lot of things done to really round out his game as well coming from that level I think you want to do all you can to really spark what the coach is seeing you I thought he did a good job with that today.
2: I I would 100% agree with both of you Um, I, I thought that even during special teams work Um, you know, that, that he was one of the more competitive guys out there. I mean, he was actually looking to, to block people. He was physical. Um, He is fluid. He is athletic. He is big. Um, You know, I was very impressed by him. Uh, I I really thought that, uh, you know, that that he certainly had already developed a name for himself, but at the same time, I think he kind of walked into these practices guys with a little bit of a chip on his shoulders to be like, Hey, I'm from North Dakota state and, and I am going to play really good football here. I think you can make a strong argument that he's been the number one receiver so far um, this week of practice. I mean, and I did not necessarily expect that that was going to be the case. There's a lot of gut receivers out there that have a lot bigger names that are on, on this, uh, the senior bowl roster. But I really think if you said, you know, just overall, every single little facet of the game, he caught every ball that I thought thrown in his way that he had a chance at because as you guys both just mentioned, I mean, there were some missed time throws. There were some elements there, but you know, speaking of elements, I mean, this is a guy who played his ball in Fargo, North Dakota. I mean, so he is used to playing the elements. There, were, there were other receivers out there, including some guys who had kind of a reputation for being relatively sure-handed. That I saw an awful lot of balls slipping through their hands, and they just not even doing the kind of standard do a couple of push-ups, like, okay, my bad. They're just like, okay, it's just, you know, we just understand that we're going to drop some balls in this weather. No, he didn't have that, use that ready-made excuse. He made all the catches, including several that were contested. I thought there was really been a, a very impressive performance over the first couple of days from Watson.
0: I thought there's two other guys that stood out to me at the wide receiver position, too. Unfortunately, Braylon Sanders left with an injury. I think it's a knee contusion, at least from what I heard on the field. But he had made several plays. Uh, Again, another uh, up-and-out route that he got behind the defense, looked really smooth, really good with his hands, uh, attacking the ball in the air. I thought that was a nice sign from him. I didn't see a lot of his college film yet, so I was was happy to see that. And then for me, I, I think Alec Pierce is kind of a conundrum that we've seen through the season itself, but he looked under control. He still looked explosive even in the, the iffy uh, footing out there, and I thought he was able to not be somebody that slipped out of his routes and out of his cuts. Uh, body control, I think, was something that he displayed today, and he made a number of good catches as well.
2: For me, I, I, if we're going to focus in again on receivers, then Romeo Dubs from Nevada is a guy that I've been enamored with for a long time, and there are there were some drops, um, and, and that is one of the things I was a little disappointed with. But I, I think that, uh, that I also see some splash plays from him, and that, that kind of follows up with what I've seen on, on tape before. You know, Carson Strong, obviously, at the quarterback position, gets an awful lot of credit, but I was encouraged by the fact that some of Dubs' best plays – um, I thought were, were balls that were thrown to him from somebody other than Carson Strong. And so to me, that is, I think, one of the underrated things about this wide receiver class. It is not last year. There's not Jamar Chase, at least in my opinion, with, with, with this wide receiver class. But I do think that there are a number of players who are going to be drafted in that day two range, perhaps Debs being one of them, perhaps Pierce as well as Watson, that I think are going to wind up making a team very, very happy.
1: You talked a little bit about, you know, you got Romeo Dubs there. You you have, you know, Carson Strong there. There is another Nevada Wolfpack uh, member there, and it's tight end Cole Turner. And you know, this is a guy who he's very intriguing. I watched a little bit of him day one. I watched a little bit more of him today, and he made a terrific, a terrific catch today. Six foot six, almost two hundred sixty pounds. He's a very fluid athlete. This is a guy, I would love to see him continue to get more and more involved as these practices continue. And we're going to get more and more involved with our evaluations of some of these prospects and what they're doing. We hope you enjoyed this show today. You know, obviously, we want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And after you listen to this, go ahead and listen to Locked On 49ers with myself and Brian Peacock. Listen to Locked On Chiefs with uh, <laughs> Ryan Tracy and also Rob Rang with the Seahawks. All right, but that's going to do it for this episode. We're still here. We're still holding it down. We're still in Mobile. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube behind me, I'm still in this uh, That 70s Show type type house here. <laughs> <laughs> and they have us in. Uh, but we're enjoying our time here. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, get a little bit more insight, and it doesn't rain as much. But that's going to do it for this episode. We will see y'all tomorrow.
3: Peace.